Hello, friends and family. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. Um, we talk about capes. We talk about japes. Um, today we're uh, today we're leaning a little bit more towards uh, japes this week and last week because um, we talked about the Joker, and now uh, for our second episode of Villain Tober, um, we're talking about Harley Quinn, um, which who's we're already kind of bending the rules a little bit because Harley is not uh necessarily a villain and she's definitely not consistently a villain um has she done a murder she has done at least one murder (laughs) (laughs) i (laughs) i would qualify probably she's done uh a few of them um there we go there we go it's covered and also um i don't it's you can't really talk about the Joker in 2018 without Harley coming up. Um, and I think, like, especially now, it's, like, a big moment of, like, Harley kind of cultural relevance. Um, which I still don't fully understand, but maybe we can try to unpack that together. I'm very, I'm very excited to talk about Harley, um, because my feelings on her are, uh, excruciatingly complicated (laughs) and i'm hoping that maybe talking through them in podcast form uh can help me get some some clarity on some of that um but uh so harley quinn um harley quinn given name um harleen quinzel which i do love right out of the gate because harley had a name that was very close to the word Harlequin. And when she became a supervillain, instead of saying, my supervillain name will be Harlequin, which would track, she instead picked a different name that's still believable as a given name that's just slightly closer (laughs) to the word Harlequin. See, the thing is, it's just a shortening of both of her names. It's just kind of the first parts of her two names. She just kind of chopped some letters off. Um, but, I mean, it's it stuck. Um, so Harley uh, was actually created uh, for uh, Batman the Animated Series. Um, the very, very iconic, uh, excellent Batman cartoon. Uh, from the early 90s, uh, created by uh, Paul Dini uh, and Bruce Tim. Well, mainly developed by uh, Bruce Tim, whose uh, designs for that show are still just, like, you know, unbelievably iconic. Um, you Even if you never watched early 90s Batman, you've still definitely seen, like, Bruce Tim's designs for early 90s Batman. Um this episode that Harley appeared in was uh, also co-written by uh, Paul Dini, who also does like some comics work for the like the animated series tie-in comics. Um, so has been kind of involved with that uh, conception. So she's created in 1992 exclusively for this cartoon, and then is adapted to comics. Um, shows up in a couple uh a couple of like the tie-in comics for the animated series 
um, isn't introduced into, uh, like, main, like, proper Batman DC Comics canon, um, until 1999. Really? Which, yeah. Which is what, like, even me knowing this, I was like, that can't be right. Um, which is like, I mean, I, I think anybody not knowing this information would be surprised by it because that is like, in less than 20 years, that is a meteoric rise to like recognizability. Like, I remember reading, uh, my first proper, like, Batman story that I read, uh, was Hush, which came out in, uh, like, 2003, when I was kind of first getting into comics, um, and I remember reading it, and I, like, Harley's in it as our, like, most of Batman's major villains, um, but Harley shows up and tries to, you know, rob a theater, um, and I saw her and I was like, oh yeah, Harley! Um, which was, like, less than four years after she'd become part of canon. That's um, wild. It's, it's so... I, I can... I almost want to guarantee you, if you asked, like, any person on the street to, like, guess... Guess how long Joker existed in the comic books before Harley Quinn was introduced. Um, there is no way their answer would be 60 years. Um, but it, it was, well, it's, it's, is it 60? It's 59 years. Um, it's close enough. It's pretty darn close to 60 years of, uh, of a Harley-less Joker. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so that's, like, a Harley... For being in comics canon for less than 20 years, um, I think the reason people would be surprised to hear that is because she's become, I think at this point, DC's most marketed female character. Um, we can get into that a little later, but I think probably at this point you'd see more Harley merch than like Diana merch, who's the only other person I could think of that would come close. Like, it would be, like, a Harley and Diana and then, like, Batgirl and Supergirl, probably. Um, yeah, that, that tracks. Yeah. Um, so it is wild. And it's wild that she was introduced, uh, introduced for a cartoon and then became so popular that she was incorporated into main canon, which also, like, uh very, very rarely happens. Um, I, like, most of the time, um, when you get a character who's, you know, created for an adaptation of something, uh, and then is brought into canon later, it's just kind of a fun, like, oh, remember this person? Like, you know, if you saw, if you watched this show, they showed up in this, but, like, Harley's, like, central to, like, people's understanding of Batman now, which is wild. Um, so, uh, she's, she's created initially just to be, like, a one-shot character in Batman the Animated Series, um, becomes popular very quickly, which I think, again, is creditable, like, like the Joker, to just having, like, a very, like, instantly, like, iconic punchy design, 
which is true for everything in Batman in that in that cartoon, but uh, just you know, ve- like super recognizable, readable very quickly. Um, I think this is something that like doesn't get as much credit as it should when people are talking about comics, but like almost more than any other medium, like character design just like makes or breaks like a lot of stuff in comics. Like that's like definitely eighty percent of the reason why like Spider Gwen got to stick around is because people saw that freaking costume and they were like, Hell yeah. She looks so cool. I love her. She, she looks rad. I don't know what's going on, but I'm gonna buy this. Um so she's uh she's created for this one shot role. Um becomes very popular. Um I I don't for design reasons, for like possibly part of it is kind of like the same way that like Robin is to Batman, like having a person for the Joker to play off of is kind of like giving you some more insight into the Joker. Um maybe because people love the Joker so much and they're like, oh hell yeah, a girl one. Um, even though Harley quickly like presently is like not definitely not really girl joker at all um and other things i can't i still can't really fathom we're gonna try and talk through them today um but uh so she's a she's just she's there as the joker's love interest basically um and one of the things that's interesting about her being uh introduced as a uh like, in this cartoon, is that there's, uh, like, everybody has a very clear image to draw from. Um, like, when you introduce somebody in comic books, like, pretty quickly they're, like, in a bunch of different books, they're being written by different people and drawn by different people. Um, Harley in, like, the animated series is, like, a lot more tightly controlled so like so many things about her like that appearance and the like super iconic Arlene Sorkin voice performance with that you know that like very specific Harley accent um even like like specific phrases you know the the Mr. J and the Puddin and all of the kind of like ways that she talks are all like encoded into that like initial appearance so when she gets adapted to comics like they have like this very clear idea of like who harley was intended to be um and part of the thing that's also encoded into that initial appearance um is that the joker treats her pretty badly (laughs) which like shouldn't be surprising because it's the joker um but it's, uh, that's not a thing that gets, like, added in for, like, comics to make it, like, dark and edgy. Though, obviously, a lot of people take it, like, darker and edgier. Um, but the Joker is, you know, even at this stage, like, pretty consistently, like, you know, abusing Harley and trying to kill her and ignoring her feelings and all of these, these great fun things. Um... So that's just kind of in there. Um, And then also in there uh, is the fact that uh, the origin story 
that they come up with, which uh, isn't the start of the character. She shows up and she's kind of, you know, Joker's like love interest and one of his henchmen and she's like helping him out on this scheme and then she, you know, shows up all these other times. Batman's like fighting the Joker and helps him out. And I think they come up with it for uh, one of the the Batman the cartoon spin-off comics. Um yeah, Mad Love is a, a spin-off of the the cartoon. Um but so it tells uh the story of how this relationship happened, which is that uh Harley oops, uh so I have a mosquito in here by the way, so if I'm like you hear like a smacking noise <laughs> It's just me trying to catch... They should all be... It's October. They should all be dead, but there's one here in my room. Um, anyways, so, um, Dr. Harleen Quinzel was a, uh, psychiatrist at Arkham Asylum, um, who was treating the Joker, um, and due to his, you know, his magnetism and his charisma and his mystique, um, she fell in love with him, uh, helped him escape, uh, and then teamed up, you know, changed her, Harley, she shows up with, like, the, the, the white face and the jester costume, in her case, it's just makeup, um, except in New 52, where the Joker did throw her into a vat of acid, um, which is cool, um, but she, you know, she makes up her face, she looks like the Joker, she puts on this jester outfit, and she goes around and she helps him, um, commit his, his various schemes. Um, and also somewhere in there, she, uh, here, here comes, here comes the big, the big air quotes. She goes crazy. Um, you know, cause it's just, she loves the Joker so much. She just, in, in other versions of this story, I think this might have shown up in, uh, the movie Suicide Squad. Sometimes the Joker, like, tortures her into it, which is, like, great. Um, but other times it's just, like, she, you know, she loves him so much that she, like, you know, the more she talks to him, the more she becomes convinced that, like, his way of thinking is, is kind of, is the correct way. And she's like, yeah, yeah, chaos murders let's go let's do it um and uh she you know there she goes she does it um so she's uh she spends she spends several years uh very embedded in the public consciousness as you know uh a very iconic character from this extremely popular cartoon um and then gets introduced uh into the Batman canon, the main Batman canon, in the same role. She's, you know, the same backstory. She's Joker's, like, love interest slash henchman slash girlfriend. Um, and, you know, helps him, helps him with his schemes. Sometimes she does schemes of her own. Um, eventually people start to kind of, uh, people start to kind of get the sense that they're gonna need to do something about how uh wild this concept is for a character. Um and the thing is we've like we've uh talked before on Capes and Japes um about 
various uh, female characters who uh, were treated very badly by their narratives, and then uh, later on, like, certain people realized that that was bad and tried to remedy it um, to varying degrees of success. But, you know, the way that uh, Gwen Stacy was dead for many, many years and eventually, uh, you know, got rebooted into Spider-Gwen, who's a cool alternate universe superhero. Um, or how Barbara Gordon got, like, you know, uh, shot in the stomach as a way for the Joker to make Commissioner Gordon feel bad, and then eventually, uh, you know, found a new life as Oracle, or how, uh, Stephanie Brown was horribly murdered, uh, and, you know, people got really upset about it, and then she got, you know, she came back as Batgirl. Um, stuff like that. Usually, uh, kind of the prerogative of, like, a couple specific people rather than, like, company mandate. Um, Harley is in some ways a little bit like that, um, but in a lot of ways a much, much thornier version. Um, there's, like, there's so much to unpack with Harley is the thing. Like, you open the dictionary to the phrase, there's a lot to unpack here, and it's a picture of Harley Quinn. Um, <laughs> there are, like, there are entire essays to be written about Harley, not just on, like, Harley and gender, or Harley and, like, female characters in comic books, but, like, Harley and mental illness, and Harley and abuse, and, like, you know, Harley and, like, toxic relationships and Harley and, you know, villainy and evil. Um, there is, oh, it's a lot. Um, but so, um, for several years, uh, Harley is, you know, in comics in, in the same role as the Joker's, uh, love interest slash henchman. She's, you know, wildly in love with him, infatuated, would do anything for him. Unfortunately. Um, unfortunately. Um, he, depending on the writer's interpretation, um, he either, like, you know, has feelings for her, but is the Joker, so doesn't have, like, you know, thinks that trying to murder someone is an expression of romance, or he doesn't care about her at all, or and he's just using her, or he, like, actively resents her for having those feelings, um, or some combination of the things because it's the Joker and the way that the Joker is written is more a reflection of the writer than it is anything else because, like, part of the whole thing of the Joker is that, you know, the, the multiplicity of his character is kind of inherent to who he is. Um, but anyway, so that, um, that goes on. And it's still going on. I don't want to pretend that it's, like, stopped. Um, but, uh, eventually by, like, the, the kind of mid-late 2000s, um, people start to kind of, uh, start sort of pushing for, uh, Harley to have her own storylines. Um, a man, uh, by now in 2018, um, Amanda Connor and uh, Jimmy Palmiotti, um, who are a 
husband and wife duo. Um, Amanda Connor mainly does art, and Pamiotti mainly does uh, writing. Um, are probably the most well known for like championing uh, Harley Quinn. They were in charge of the new Fifty Two reboot, among other things. Um, you've probably seen Amanda Connor's art if you've looked for images of Harley Quinn in the past ten years or so. I have. Um, actually looked at looked for images of harley <laughs> quinn within the past 10 years as it turns out um even even if you did you didn't you know know who drew it at the time but it's it's a, just a, a very recognizable style and one that uh is very frequently used to draw harley um also she's also very well known for uh power girl but that's uh another story um so People start to to realize they're like, okay, so this thing that's going on with Harley is whack. <laughs> Just like having this female character who only exists to be in an abusive relationship is a whack thing to do. We probably should have thought of this earlier. Yeah, probably. Um, but, uh, well... It's too late now. Um, and people start uh, to kind of try and come up with, with new ways to integrate Harley into things. But the thing is, no matter how many people are like, this is whack, there's still people who are like, well, Harley's like... The thing... Okay. The real crux of the issue with Harley, which we can try to break down more as we go on, but the thing is, her whole, the whole reason that she is Harley Quinn is because of the Joker. And she's still, in everyone's minds, associated with the Joker. So you can't, it's very hard to do a Harley story without talking about the Joker. And then you're still centering the character around this terrible relationship. Um, Ooh. but now I'm just thinking about the possible ways that Harley could rebrand herself. <laughs> I mean, she's tried. Um, none of them have been, I mean, some of them have been more successful than others for sure. Um, but, uh, no, so no, no, no. it's like, inter- like new, new name, new outfit. Yes. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I love it would, that. It would be so cool. She could do so much. She could do. So many things. Um, but so, uh, so some, she, uh, at some point she joins, um, she joins the Secret Six, um, and then later the, uh, Suicide Squad. Um, she spends a lot of time, uh, so part of, I think, I think this shows up in the original animated series, um, but as, as, most people also know she develops this uh, very close relationship with Poison Ivy. Um, I think partly, like, partly it just kind of, like, happens naturally. Is like, well, we got, like, basically two female Batman villains. Um, besides Catwoman, who's, like, usually doing sort of her own thing. Um, we got two female Batman villains who are, like, part of, like consistently part of the main rogues gallery um 
What if they hung out? Um, I mean, which, a very good question. What would happen? And it turns out what happens is that um, they very quickly become um, extremely close. Um, <laughs> Ivy decides that um, Harley's basically the one person in existence who she can tolerate. Um, Harley thinks Ivy is fucking cool and rad, um, and they're just, like, best friends, um, so they show up in each other's storylines a lot, obviously, um, they're both in, uh, Gotham City Sirens with Selina also, um, where the three of them just kind of, you know, (laughs) cause some chaos, uh, be gay, do crimes. They be gay and they do crimes. Um, they, uh, in, in the new 52, um, in the, uh, the Connor Palmiotti series, I think it's the first time, um, that it's confirmed, uh, that, uh, she and Harley are, I mean, Harley and Ivy are, like, actually in a romantic relationship, um, a, a non-exclusive romantic relationship, but they are they're date they're girlfriends. They're girlfriends. Um, Harley Ivy is canon. Harley Ivy is canon. Uh, cowards go home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> log off. Uh, so that um, that rules. Um, and now, currently in reboot, she's uh, she's. In suicide, she was in Suicide Squad. I don't know what, uh, if that's still going. Uh, she had, there's a, they're doing like an old lady Harley now. Um, I, as like, as a, like, I don't know. I think they just took it from Marvel. Yeah, I don't I know just, if they're allowed to do that. <laughs> they just kind of took it. I was just going to ask, like, is that a direct play on Marvel's, like, Old Man Logan, Old Man Hawkeye, all those sort of... It it seems to be that. Like, I don't know if that's, like, cool, but they did it, so... Okay, well, I did just Google Old Lady Harley because I had not heard about this before, and I wanted to take a quick peek about it. And mm-hmm. the very, like, the second... uh thing that pops up is from comicbook.com and the very first line is watch out logan (laughs) so like that's good thank you nicole drum for writing that very good opening line watch out she's a common watch Um, out logan that rules uh she's uh so through all this time um there's uh it's it's varied a lot um whether people want to depict her as like oh she's uh she's you know kind of her own villain like she's doing uh she's doing villainy but it's uh you know it's it's on her own terms and like without the joker involved and then people who still want to have her like the the joker's henchman and then people are like no she's reformed and now she's sort of like an anti-hero, and then people are like, well, she just kind of, like, does her own thing regardless of what people want, and then people are, who are like, oh, she's, like, she, uh, 
she actively resents the Joker for what he did to her, and she wants revenge. And the people are like, no, she's still in love with him. Um, she opens a clinic to help survivors of domestic abuse. Oh, Harley. She um, is a doctor. She's a doctor. She's a, she has a PhD. She went to graduate school. She worked in psychiatry. She knows what she's doing. According um, to research, she has several degrees in, like, neurosurgery, maybe? She knows like, what fucking was it shit in about. One of the more re- I just read it recently. It was in, like, Batman Volume 7. I can't remember what issue it was. Oh, in the Ivy storyline? Yeah, in the Ivy storyline. And he's just like, well, you know, you hit someone in the head hard enough and you try to bring them back. You bring in someone with, like, three PhDs in neurosurgery. And I'm like, what the fuck, Tom King? Where does it say that she has three in neurosurgery? Tom's like, can't prove otherwise. I'm Tom King. I can do whatever I want. That's true. That's Um, true. That's true. Also, I might be misquoting that wildly. I'm very sorry if I am. No, I mean, it's definitely something like that. Um, there's, I mean, in the, um, in the Connor Palmiotti series, it's like a very sort of, uh, kind of irreverent sort of, you know, uh, separate from canon thing where she, uh, she has a lot of, like, very zany adventures, uh, a lot of kind of, you know, a lot of characters show up, uh, to kind of help her out, a lot of minor supporting cast who are all sort of kind of wacky and tropey, and there's, you know, uh, she talks to this stuffed badger, and she has this, like, zany roommate, and there's a lot of characters who are, like, very deliberate parodies of, uh, you know, existing other characters uh and if this is starting to sound like someone else we've talked about on this podcast um it's because instead of having her be like girl joker um a lot of the tactic people seem to have gone with is to make her like girl deadpool yeah Um, i mean that definitely tracks they give off a similar energy it's a very, very similar aura, um, including, at one point I found out, um, in this series, uh, there's a character who shows up who's a parody of Deadpool called the Red Tool, and he's, like, a tool-themed superhero. Um, I mean, that's kind of rad. It rules, but it's also like, okay, so there's a character now who's a parody of Deadpool, who is the character you're sort of paying homage to with this tone, who is also a parody of a DC character, (laughs) originally. Um, I mean, like we always say, comics are a mess. (laughs) Comics are a mess. Um, So there's, there's been a lot of attempts to kind of get um get harley away from this concept uh which is whack 
um, of just like, oh, there's a, a, a woman who's like madly in love with the Joker, uh, despite all of the heinous things he does. And he uh, treats her very poorly, but she loves him anyways. And it's, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks to see that. Um, so it's good that people have recognized that. It's just that the problem is, like, no matter what people do, it's, well, one, it's still, it's built in to Harley's character. Like, the Joker is an inherent part of her backstory. Um, And all of that, you know, the extremely terrible bad to read thing of like oh she used to be a very accomplished psychiatrist and then she fell in love with the joker um and now she uh she does crime and says kooky things um and also the fact that you know like mainstream pop culture interpretations are like it's going to take a very long time to dissociate harley from the joker if that happens at all, as evidenced by the fact that, like, people still out here in 2018 acting like this is, like, a cool romance to, like, model. Like, yeah. I mean, it, like, it's one... <laughs> like, the amount of stuff that you see that it's like, oh, he's my Joker, and... I w- no! No, <laughs> no like, stop it! It's like, leave him. Don't, Yeah! Jesus Christ! Um, like, it's one thing to be like, oh, we're dressing up as the Joker and Harley for Halloween. Like, oh, that's like a cool, you know, it's a couple's costume, it's like appropriate to the day, whatever. It's another thing for me to walk into uh, the Think Geek store on the mall on Valentine's Day and see the Valentine's... You have a Think Geek store? I do, come visit me. (laughs) (laughs) It's at the I mall. I will visit you to visit the Think Geek store and organize your comics. Thank the perfect vacation. Um, I I walked in there around Valentine's Day this year, and there was a big Valentine's Day display, and they had you know a bunch of their fun like bouquets that are like stuffed animals. Um, and they had uh they had a a like a a display of mugs, and there were two mugs there, and one of the mugs had uh. Han and Leia from Star Wars. And I was like, oh, that's that's an iconic, you know, couple from nerd culture. What's this other mug? And it was the Joker and Harley. And I was like, yep, there you go. You're two models of heterosexual relationships. I mean, to be fair, Fifty Shades of Grey did somehow become a bestseller while depicting a... Uh, <sighs> Boy. Abusive sexual relationship. Oh boy, it sure did. Yeah, like, I'm not saying this isn't par for the course. I'm not saying, like, Harley is, you know, the worst thing to happen to female characters. Because unfortunately, she's not. Um, and I think... I I don't even think it's impossible. To, I mean, the thing is, you have to, like, divorce it from all continuity. Which comics can never do. You can have like, interpretations of the Joker and Harley that don't suck. And by that I mean specifically I'm thinking about the Lego Batman movie. (laughs) 
Hmm. Oh, let's have a lot. Let's have a Joker that just doesn't suck completely. Lego Batman. <laughs> a a shining beacon. A lot of things that I cite, I'm like, you can do this good. Lego Batman did it. Um, Lego Batman has, uh, if you haven't seen it, one, you should watch it. Um, and Harley isn't a huge part of it, and their relationship isn't a huge part of it. But all the scenes they're in are just like, one, Harley's voiced by uh, Jenny Slate, who does an amazing job. Um, and uh, two, it's just like, like the Joker is just there, and he just really wants Batman to pay attention to him. And Harley's just like, kind of like, gently encouraging him from the background, while also doing crimes. I believe in you. Um, you got this. And you can do it, babe. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just roller skate around and look really cute. Um, and like, part of me, part of me is like genuinely sort of like, and like, I'm endeared to Harley. I'm even, I'm endeared to Harley as a villain. I think part of that is just sort of like, you know, growing up with Batman canon. Um. But there aren't a lot of, like, female... A lot of female villains are sort of, you know, either, like, they're, you know, secretly, like, damaged and they just want redemption, or they're, you know, like, oh, mysterious seductresses, um, or, like... Yeah, which is a huge bummer. (laughs) It is a huge bummer, and, like, genuinely, it would be super refreshing to just have, like, an evil female character who's just like, yeah, I want to hit stuff with this big sledgehammer. (laughs) I just, I have this big sledgehammer and I think I want to hit something with it because it's fun. Crime is fun and entertaining. What's your motivation Uh, to do crime? It's fun and I get to hit things with a big hammer. Why would I not do crime? Oh, you mean you, you didn't, like, your your family wasn't murdered or there wasn't, like... (laughs) Some weird neglect of a superhero that made you do revenge on them that also <laughs> maybe involved like your children or or you you're secretly in love with the vil- the hero and and they uh they uh they uh they tur- they turned you down and now you're mad <laughs> and you're doing evil to them because they turned you down it's like <gasps> nope nope just just wanted to hit things with the hammer. I think it's great so like Harley as a villain in isolation is like genuinely very fun to read about it's just like you get into that and then also her being a villain is always associated with the Joker and you have to be like oh right that that whole thing um and even when um when people do like non-evil Harley stories a lot of the time, um, it not like a hundred percent of the time, obviously, but a lot of the time, it falls into either uh, super duper infantilizing her, um, which I don't love, and this isn't helped by the fact that like uh, in the years since her initial jester costume, um, we've just gotten like sexier and sexier redesigns. Um, what if she wore a crop top and shorts and fishnets? She's that's what she's that's what she's got now. It's like 
like, they had, like, the Jester costume for a really long time, and then New 52, they're like, okay, sort of that, but, uh, it's a sleeveless top and shorts now, and instead of the hat, it's her hair is in pigtails, but one side's black and one side's red. It's like, okay, and now it's like, Suicide Squad! It's like, oh, I mean, okay. I mean, the thing is, like, I did see Harley in Suicide Squad, and I'm like, I mean, that would rule the cosplay, so they got that down. Uh, but it does, it is a bummer <laughs> that it's like, she's a sexy little baby now. Um, but, like, it falls into the trap of, like, either, like, infantilizing her or super, super, like, weirdly manic pixieing her or both. Um, which is true in bad movie Suicide Squad, um, which I did watch on a plane, <laughs> if anyone was curious. Um, is, like, this, this weird sort of, like, oh, it's, like, she's, you know, like, the, the heart of the team, and, like, Deadshot has this weird, like, fixation on sort of, like, protecting her, um, and even, like, even, even a little bit, it, though I do love it, I think it's a little bit true in the, like, the Tom King Ivy story, where it's just, like, Harley shows up at the end, and, like, you know, just sort of, like, gently guides Ivy to salvation while never really, like, talking about any of her own problems. Um, which, like, I enjoy much more when it's Harley and Ivy than when it's Harley and a man. Um, any yeah. man. Uh, but it's still just sort of, like, uh, and the problem is, I, I, I don't know, I don't know how to fix any of this. Um. I have an idea. Yes, tell me the idea. Specifically for the infantilization of Harley. Yes, tell me. It's one of her weapons. That's pretty good. She uses it to lull people <laughs> into a false sense of security, where underneath she still has, like, like she's a psychiatrist. She knows how the brain works. She knows how people work. She knows how how to act to be the least like nobody will take her seriously and that's how she wants it except of course bruce sees through it because he's like that you're you have three phds <laughs> i don't you, even have three phds what are you doing and she's like well i don't know <laughs> golly golly um, look i'm just gonna hit I'm just gonna be over here doing these crimes. <laughs> that, but, like, um, it, it would be so cool if you did, if somebody did that in their story and then also had her, like, going home and just shedding that layer. Like, she changes into, like, she puts on pajamas and walks out and, like, stretches or something. And then she's like, all right, and just totally... <laughs> like normal and maybe ivy's there and she's like how was your day and they're having a totally normal domestic conversation that's not <sighs> and and then it's like she goes out the next day does the whole thing over again put puts on her costume puts on her you know harley quinn personality goes to work god that'd be so much better than so, hey, DC, hire us. 
<laughs> we're here. We're ready. Um, the main, the main problem, I feel like, with any sort of, like, major uh, Harley kind of revamp is that, like, again, she's, like, DC's most marketable female character. Um, and they don't want to lose that, as evidenced by the fact that she keeps showing up in things that aren't even her business to show up in. Like, for example, making a Birds of Prey movie that's about Harley having a girl gang. That's not what Birds of Prey is. And... Do the sirens the, if you want to do that. You can do a sirens movie, please! The thing, like, the thing is, I do, I like Harley, and I want to be able to, like, treat Harley with respect, because I think she deserves that after the fucking garbage 20 years she's had. Um, but also, I'm like, there are so many female characters in DC that are less appreciated and more interesting and would be way less difficult <laughs> to do something with than Harley would be. And, like, I do get that part of it is that, like, they have this pre-existing character in Suicide Squad and everybody knows who Harley is and everybody loves her for reasons I still don't, like, really get what is, like, the major appeal. She's um, fun. She is fun. No, I get that. And I love her. I don't know why, like, Harley has been the character to, like, rocket to this kind of, like, recognizability. Besides, people love villains, and she's definitely fun. Um, and they maybe have kind of a misguided idea of some things. Um, but I get that, you know, as people, even though everybody hated Suicide Squad, like, you know, like, Margot Robbie, boom, instantly recognizable, like, iconic look. Everybody knows who Harley is. Okay, if we want to sell this movie, we'll put this character that everybody recognizes in it. Um, but, like, I mean, they're also, they're gonna do... Ava DuVernay is gonna direct a New Gods movie, and nobody knows any of those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> nobody on Earth knows fucking anything about Darkseid and Apocalypse and uh, Barda. I, I don't even I don't even know half of their names. Um, I love Big Barda though. I love I love Barda. Listen to me. I love Barda. Um, Can we just have a movie about Barda? <gasps> Oh, please, Barda. And then Scott's just kind of there, like, you got this, babe. Just in the background. Believe it, you. Barda's fighting, and then just, like, every once in a while, you see Scott in the background, just like, you got it. Woo. <laughs> so yeah. proud of you. Um, But so, yeah. And uh, and now in addition to doing, like, the, uh, the Harley-centric birds of... Which I'm also mad about because it's, like, this big thing that it's, like, oh, there's, like, a woman of color directing it and, like, Margot Robbie made this big deal of, like, you know, like, having all of these women working on this movie and it's, like, I don't want Harley Quinn to be, like, the champion of feminism <laughs> in 2019. I don't want to, like, walk into, like, Newbury Comics and see a bunch of fun t-shirts that say, like, the future is female, but they have Harley Quinn on them. 
That's messed up! Yeah, especially if, like, in canons, they still center her around the Joker. Like, if Uh, they had her, like, completely... I know that some uh, iterations have had her, like, break from the Joker. Yeah. But it's like, we gotta... We gotta... We gotta, please, I, please, I just want a movie about Babs. I love Harley. I, I, I don't want to watch, I, I mean, you know, we all had fun. Deadpool's fun. If, Deadpool if, would be more fun if it was a girl, but also, like, I just want Babs, If please. you want Harley to be in a movie, you don't have to put her in Birds of Prey. Everybody already loves her. Just give her her own movie. Just give her a movie and don't have her... She doesn't have to do Birds of Prey. She can have um, her hyenas. Her big hammer, her hyenas, her roller skates. It'll be all, fun. Yeah. Um, and they are also uh, launching exclusively on the DC Universe streaming service. <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing that we totally did not subscribe to. The thing that we didn't pay Daniel DiDio our Earth dollars to let us watch. <laughs> the Dan DiDio tax. Oh boy. Um, but uh, they did uh, launch the first uh, promo for that today. Um, oh, I didn't and- see it. Yeah, well, now you can all, if you haven't seen it, well, people probably will have seen it by the time this episode goes up. Yeah, but we're, you can we're check recording that out. this on the Friday before this goes out. Yeah. So, it, it's Surprise. been out for a couple of days by the time you hear this. Yeah, Um. but they do directly in it. It's just like uh, Harley and Ivy in an Arkham cell together, like, talking about what their new show is going to be about. Um. They specifically reference Deadpool. Um, our Ivy, like, makes a thing, like, I thought this was gonna be, like, all, like, dark and gritty, you know, like, a DC thing, and then, like, looks at the camera, and it's like, okay, I get, I get it, I get it, it's, you're, you're just, it's Deadpool, it's Deadpool, but it's a cartoon, and it's Harley, I, I understand, um, I mean, I'm still gonna watch it, obviously, I'm, like, I'm interested to see what they do. It'll probably still be fun. Yeah, um, also interesting because, uh, uh, Kaylee, Ki- Kaylee Cuoco from The Big Bang Theory is voicing Harley, hmm. um, and is very notably not doing the extremely iconic, like, uh, Arlene Sorkin, like, golly, Mr. J, like, kind of voice. Um, so that's, I'm, I'm, I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested to see it. And also seems like it'll be very, like, Harley Ivy-centric, so, like... Also good. Also very good. Um, did you uh, did you read any comics of interest? I know you read some comics because you were <laughs> messaging me about some comics. Olivia typically knows when I read comics because I just <laughs> send her screenshots of the comics that I'm reading and yell about them. Like the one that I sent her from a issue of Superman where it's just like, John? <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> Where'd he go, Brian? The eternal Olivia mood. John, where are you? Wormst. But I read uh, some Superman comics, uh, mm-hmm. just still on Rebirth, um, 
still good. Sad ending. Sad it well, it didn't have a sad ending. I am sad that it is ending. Yes. Understandable. Um, <laughs> uh, I also started reading Rebirth Titans, mm-hmm. which it's just sad about Wally West hours, I guess. Yeah, it's real sad about Wally West hours. Who up? If if Who? you care about being sad about Wally West, like pick up volume one, uh the volume <laughs> one trade paperback of uh Rebirth Titans. Cause that that's pretty that's pretty much the whole thing. It's like, hey, I'm back and nobody remembers me and I'm trying to get my friends to remember me, but they don't <laughs> know me and now they're fighting me and the <laughs> my wife who I love doesn't know who I am and I might have fucked up and freaked her out by showing up uh, running up to her appearing out of nowhere and yelling at her about how much I love her and Wally <laughs> you're a mess I love him so much he's a dipshit god god that's really difficult Wally if only you had a place where you could go to deal with those issues and then not get murdered there <laughs> Mom! Um, oh. Anyways, yeah. Um, Rebirth Titans is is is. Fun. I'm not crazy about the art style. Is my only issue with it. Um, yeah, but I mean, with comics, sometimes yeah. like that. That's just how it be. It really do be like that. Um, we are. Uh, those are good comics. We're our, uh, so we're recording this on Friday night, um, and New York Comic Con is this weekend, and at first I was kind of like, I was like, oh, it's too bad we have to record early because, like, there's probably going to be a bunch of, uh, NYCC news that we're not going to get to, but it turns out, uh, a lot of NYCC news happened in the past couple of days, um, including a personal favorite of mine, uh, they announced uh, yesterday at one of the DC panels um, that Brian Michael Bendis is going to be getting his own imprint at DC, which first of all is wild. Like, I just want to say, um, <laughs> I read an article recently about how much like Bendis's transition to DC mirrors like uh, Jack Kirby's tradition transition to DC when he left Marvel. Um, but the fact that, like, Bendis is here and he has two Superman titles, like, four indie titles, <laughs> and now he's getting his own, like, specific imprint that he runs, uh, is like, okay. It's con- congratulations! <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, for sure. Um, but one of the first things coming out of this imprint they're doing Wonder Twins, and they're doing something. They're doing Wonder Twins. They're doing Dial H for Hero, and they're relaunching original Young Justice, original flavor, old school Young Justice. Tim Bart cast con '90s costumes, Young Justice. Honestly, I saw the picture, and I'm like, I want to cosplay con now more than ever. It's His dumb such a- little belts. Good luck! knee patches. <gasps> Our rules! Um, Ca- Cassie has this cute little skirt. It's um, adorable. 
It's adorable. Um, the kids also, are back. The, and my, they look great. Yeah. After we spent, like, we've done, um, we did Cassie pretty recently, and we did Bart uh, not too long before that, and I spent a lot of those complaining about how uh, how ignored those characters have been in the last few years. Um, and I don't know how, I don't know if this imprint is, like, part of main continuity, or if it's, like, this is just gonna be, like, oh, it's in the past, or if it's a separate universe. I don't really care. It They're doesn't here. matter. The kids are back. The ch- my children. Um... And we, uh, it's also being drawn by Patrick Gleason, which is, like, Amazing. who would honestly be my dream pick for a Young Justice series out of, like, everyone currently working at DC. Um, he's done, uh, you know this, but he's done a lot of, uh, Superman, oh, a lot of Super Sons, a lot of, uh, or, like, the, the Dick Damien, uh, Batman and Robin, or, like, the... No, not the Dick Damien one. The, uh, the Rebirth. Re- New 52 Batman and Robin. Um, but it's just, like, a very kind of, like, fun, punchy sort of, like, uh, very youthful energy. Um, which is rad. Um, god, I'm gonna lose my mind. Um, there's also a bunch of other... Some other NYCC announcements. Uh, there's a new Aquaman trailer that I haven't watched yet. There's I also have Quinn. not watched it yet. <gasps> we should do that. Um, there's a, a Harley Quinn trailer. Um, pr- gonna be there's uh there's a new uh Daredevil trailer for season three, which comes out uh two weeks from today. Um, there's uh this came out a few days ago. Um, but there is a new uh the first poster for the new uh. David Harbour Hellboy, um, which doesn't really demonstrate anything. It's just like, here's David Harbour's Hellboy with his shirt off. Um, and the tagline <laughs> is legendary AF, which I'm still not sure how I feel about that as a tone for the Hellboy movie, but I'm remaining Hellboy. optimistic. Hellboy, but he's a millennial. <laughs> millennial Hellboy! That he's... owns, actually. I take it back. He's like 27. He can't find a job. His rent is too high. <laughs> and also he's a demon who's destined to destroy existence. I mean, I would watch that film. <laughs> Millennials are killing the earth industry. <laughs> Fuck, that owns actually. I take back everything I said. That's the best movie in the world. Hey, um, I'm just imagining now, like, all of those clickbait articles where it's like, millennials are killing X, except replace millennials with Hellboy. <laughs> Hellboy is killing chain restaurants. <laughs> Hellboy is killing mayonnaise. <laughs> fuck. Oh, fuck, that's so good. Hellboy Holy can't shit. afford a house because he's eating too much avocado toast. You can't stop eating avocado toast and Babe Ruth candy bars. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, um, so this is actually the best movie ever. I take back everything I've ever said where I didn't believe in it. This owns. <laughs> um, there was also, a few days ago, a new trailer for Into the Spider-Verse, and I'm even more excited than I was previously, which is unbelievable. 
Um, but Penny's there, and Spider-Ham is voiced by John Mulaney, and <laughs> Spider-Man Noir is there, and all of it just looks... I saw, um, a take recently that's... We're going a little long, but there's a lot to be excited about. I saw a take recently that was, like, um, like, the Spider-Verse movie is, like, the first... One of the few movies that I've seen that's, like, actually, like, making a case for, like, things you can do with CGI that you can't do with any other medium. Because it's, like, when you go, when you veer too far towards, like, photorealism, it's, like, okay, well, you could just do, like, a live-action movie with special effects. Um, but, like, this is actually, like, doing things visually that you couldn't do with a live-action movie, and that you couldn't really do with a 2D movie. <laughs> I love how all the different characters are rendered differently. They all just look like they stepped out of, like, different universe. It's so good! I'm, like, so... I'm stoked out of my mind. It's a really um, good way to convey the point that, like, they... This is, um... Like, they're all here from the different universes. It's so good! Um... And speaking of Spider-Man, one last thing um, that I meant to talk about last time, but I got too mad about Heroes in Crisis and I had to lie down. Um, last week, uh, the final issue of Chip Zdarsky's Spider-Man run came out, um, which is sad. Um, but Chip Zdarsky is, has been, like, uh, excellent on Spider-Man, just, like, very, like, charming and heartfelt and responsible for that, like, the one exchange that we talked about where they, like, time travel and they meet younger Peter and, like, <laughs> Jonah gets, like, really emotional about how young he was. He's like, holy Thanks, shit, Chip. I could have killed you. Thanks, Chip. Thank you, Chip. Um, but, uh, the final issue of that is, uh, as expected, just, like, very, very, like, earnest and, and endearing and, uh, Everything that a Spider-Man story should be. Um, so that's, I love that. Um, okay. I, th th I think that's all we had to talk about. This is long, but not as long as last time. So I feel like we're okay. Um, thank you for joining us for this episode of Capes and Japes. Um, you can, uh, if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us uh, everywhere you go on social media, pretty much. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr. Uh, our Facebook group, on Instagram, on Pinterest, all of those are just look for capes and japes, all one word. Um, you can shoot us an email at uh, capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, if you want to uh, leave us a rating and or a review, we would super love and appreciate that. We love and appreciate you for uh, listening to and joining us. Um, if you want to... Uh, you could throw us some money in our tip jar on our website. That rules. Um, so that we can pay the uh, Dan Didio tax. So that we can pay to watch TV shows that we will then complain about. Um, you, uh, We have a Discord server that you can join if you want to uh, come and, and yell about uh, any additional New York Comic Con news or anything else that's going on. Um, we totally love that um i um i think that's all the stuff um, i think so yes thank you for listening thank you for joining us i have been olivia and i have been elion and as always 
Kiss Me Sexy Batman. <laughs> Kiss Me Sexy Batman. Hellboy is ruining condiments. Oh no. Ha 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 ha!